Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpharetta's podcast, the official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. Uh, I almost did our old intro, but for some reason, uh, what, I don't is, know. what is our old intro? Oh, it's I go. My name is David DCM, creative director. Leave. Oh, oh, gross! I remember I that. Yeah, it's it's still <sighs> seared into my brain for all time. You just have a quick wank on the side. Yeah. Just, just a quick wank. Yeah. Well, because it, it made sense at the time because we were doing a lot of stuff. Mm. That was project based, no, but now it's now like it's everything's just, silent. Yeah, so no, who cares? Um, yeah, who gives a Glad shit? Glad we're past that. Yeah. God. Um, I'm still hello. I'm, I'm still a big man in Welcome charge. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, and you know it, it's a new month, Ben. So last month we talked about uh, all kinds of different things that leverage what they have really well. Uh, it would have been a great month to include this, but it wasn't out yet. No. So um, <laughs> we're, we're throwing it at the start of February um, because this month we're talking about all things that have tension and build tension, whether it's like game mechanics or like thriller stuff or romance stuff, whatever it is. We're going to talk about how things develop the tension between. Um, the different elements uh, that exist within a property. And so we thought, what better way to kick it off than with Subnautica Below Zero? Ooh, Subnautica Zub, Sub-Zero. Oh, Subnautica Zero. It's below very zero, good. Less oh than zero. God. Not what greater than zero, less. So obviously, it's a standalone expansion to the really popular survival horror game, Subnautica. And very good. Currently in early access. Very fantastic. It's about four hours of content. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, already has like... Already it has all of those things from the original game that like that pique my interest. When oh, it's I'm, literally just you know. it's it's like the first game just a bit buggy and shit, um, with like more, which is more a yeah. bit more. Um, the summary's pretty quick because the game is not it's not real long at the yeah. moment. <laughs> um, Came out like a week ago, right? Yeah, I've already yeah. played the whole other content. Um, I've, I've apparently played most of it as well. Yeah, I didn't pretty think, Realized I had. Yeah. Um, Subnautica Below Zero follows the story of Robin, an employee of the company Altera. Set one year after the original Subnautica, Below Zero challenges you to survive a disaster at an alien research station on planet 456... Sorry. 4546B. You play as Robin, a sardonic Altera employee. After your base is destroyed, you are thrown into open water and must survive, but it's not long before you discover an alien outpost. At the outpost, Robin's mind is infected with a presence that identifies as Al-Ann. From here, Robin evades Altera's questioning while helping Alan and doing whatever she can to survive and get to the bottom of the very simple mystery. How do the aliens know who she is? That's kind oh, of the setup for the game. It's so good! Even just saying that, I'm I, like, I just want more of the game! It's so good. I want it to be out already. This, like, I don't know how. It's so... When I, like, when I bought this game and played it, like, one night and apparently finished most of it, mm-hmm. um, or at least what's there currently, I was like, okay, they... You know, I sort of read a few reviews and sort of saw that, like, okay, they've they've made a voiced character, mm-hmm. and she's female. All right, dog bless. Fair enough. We'll touch um, on that at the end. And people are mad. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's like people were saying that there's more of a focus on narrative, and I was like, oh, that's interesting because Subnautica one, Subnautica one, Subnautica had kind of a story, not really. So when I played, I when I played the bulk of Subnautica was mm-hmm. sort of. It was before Precursors, just before Precursors. Precursors was the update that happened that just added... when we started our Let's Play. Right, and I, yeah, yeah. So I played a bit then, but, yeah. like, I put most of my hours before then. So, like, I, the extent of the story that I'd experienced was whatever was before Precursor, um, which I don't think there was a lot. That was primarily and, you crash, you have to survive, the ship And explodes. the ship explodes. And that, cause that, and that was the big hook, is that no one expected, like, they didn't tell anyone that they'd made that change. Yeah. 
So watching, if you if you go back and watch the Let's Plays, people like people that, lose you know, their mind at the ship exploding. Yeah, yeah. it's like T minus whatever twelve hours, and it just says that, and you never hear anything again. And then it goes T minus one hour, and people are like, hmm? "Wait, what?" And then it goes T minus ten minutes, and people are like, "Wait, fucking what?" Like, wait, what? And then you go off, and, the, and it explodes, and it was this like, and you know, completely changes that environment. And then you can go into the ship and yep. salvage it. So it was a really cool idea. <clears throat> um, but that was it, that was all just like that was just like an event. That was just like a thing that happened. Yes. and then precursors add added more of the story but like still like even precursor was just like it's a thing that happens that you can yeah it wasn't you can go out and experience but you don't really finish the game by going to the precursor it wasn't like they wrote a story about the precursor they just went this is something that you can like you do eventually escape in in yeah if you go through all that stuff but it's like well the the final game so i played the game after it actually came out um after jan january 2018 and completed from end to end so start to finish whole new save um finish the story yeah. and there is like a definite narrative now so you go and you you basically save the planet more or less from uh this spore issue that they're having where the, the sea dragons can't uh, reproduce for whatever reason so you disc and like you ultimately like save them with this enzyme That's that, cures, that cures your um that cures your uh the infection that you have that means that you can't leave the planet that's referenced in blow zero isn't it there's yeah. like a poster that references yes. that because basically the, the, the peppers yeah. with the spores the, the, the whole yeah. the whole concept of like the original game is that there's this infection this infectious enzyme that infects the entire planet that destroys civilizations yeah and that's why it's in quarantine is to contain it but you actually you work out how to cure it and that's why you can then escape but there's there's no drive to do that no you mostly just want to build a cool base and get a sick dope submarine yeah. you just want to get a submarine and fuck around but then after a while like it starts there's there's a way that game functions in such a way where especially when i played it that time through yeah it definitely hooks you a lot more okay. there's a lot more alien stuff and there's a lot more like mysteries where you know it, it does that that kind of um breadcrumbing of information where unlike below zero which is very much a narrative it goes you know you come you, you're in a deep underground cabin and you you know bring up your light on your submarine and you see like the the giant skull of a sea dragon for the first time yeah and you scan it and your scanner goes can't identify un unknown you know Deep know what sea Leviathan is. or yeah. whatever, and you go, what the fuck? And like that kind of stuff starts starts you thinking, and it's all it's all through that that kind of discovery, but like of little breadcrumbs. It's the same sense that like Minecraft has a narrative, at least very now much, it does. very much so, very Where much. Like so, you yeah. can finish Minecraft, and it has a really very weird. It's got two ending. It's ending sequence. You go through the end, and then there's also the one, that there's really the, meta ending. Well, no, there's now the deep sea temple stuff as oh, well fuck that my, my, anyway. that's very but funny. like like minecraft technically has a narrative but like it's not it's not a linear narrative in the same sense that deep below zero is mm -hmm. it's like, also not the point of the game the point of the game is the exploring and the building yeah. and stuff same with like subnautica it's like the exploring and the discovery yeah. and like learning and stuff which is why it's interesting that sub like below zero itself the way they talked about it in pre-release interviews <laughs> and like posts and the release notes even is they had a bunch of ideas that they wanted to put in the base game that just never quite made it. But right. they were like, we'd love to have seasons or like seasonal biomes or something. But they just kind of never quite got there. Yeah. And it seems like this one is they went, well, if we're going to do it, we might as well make it something wholly unique. Yeah. And have this story around it. Um, obviously, it's got the same gameplay hooks. Like, Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly the same game down to just like, you know, it's funny, like playing this compared to playing sort of the release early access version of subnautica is really funny because like when subnautica came out there literally wasn't even a model for like um the stuff that you scan it was just these untextured boxes that would that there's they a few of those in this game 
there are a few, but it's like yeah. they have more stuff that they've just borrowed from the original Subnautica. The, the, the description for the pepper, if you pick up a pepper and look at the the inventory description, it says like it's the pepper, but it's it's Arctic. It's and it literally says it's totally not from the first game. And it's like help, <laughs> like uh, it's definally written. It's very funny, very like, early. Like, it's very early. Like it's literally yeah. just Arctic Pepper, but it's it's from the first game. And I mean, just they've just moved it in. It's so fun. I love it. I mean, like the penguins are fucking cool and weird. Yeah. Um, you, you can you, you can pick them up, pick them up, and take them with you. <laughs> you can't do anything with them yet. But <laughs> you can just say, yeah, yeah. I took one and then realized very quickly I couldn't do anything with it. Put them in your pocket. Left. Put it back. Little pocket penguin. <laughs> just kind of dropped it. Yeah, you were like, I don't know what to do. It's with like you. I don't need this. Yeah. Um, but it's it, I don't know. It is interesting to me. Like the the, the there's a comment. So one of the plans for the game that we talked about, and you can see it in the opening sequence, is that you can't stay above the water for too long because it's too cold. Is that like even implemented? It's not yet? a current mechanic yet, but they well, have like, items they talk for about it. it and there's like, items for it. I was yeah. when I was deep diving, I found these items that were designed to be yeah, they were they were like gonna be thermal used to for gel. thermal gel. And there's you get like a message right at the very start of the game that's like, you shouldn't stay out too long because you get hypothermia. Yeah. Which is such a cool idea because makes like, sense because you're wet. Yeah. And you get out of the water. Yeah, you freeze. Chili boy. And there's a cool idea chili too girl. in and there's something really like that I that triggers the wrong word but it it makes me so upset which is the 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 ice sheets above you as you're kind of going through the game and you go to go up for air and there's nowhere to go up and there's something in my bot my ape Dude, brain, that, my yeah, ape that, brain yeah. freaks the fuck yeah. out like i had a genuine panic attack when i was like yeah. i was like like you don't even forget you're playing a game you're like, fuck, like i had that moment um and, and, and yeah, no, this this game yeah. adds an additional base Which fear of mine. Which already has that. Yeah, Subnautica has enough base it's, fears in it. I don't need it. more. They were like, now they're just like, we're going to add the fact that you can like, get stuck under the ice. But also, what if you can't like, go up for air? Fuck you. And it just, like, it, my entire body constricted. Yeah. I was like, nope. Like, and that's such a such a difficult thing to create. That kind of, um, I don't know. We we talked about it when 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 we discussed like quest issues with a lot of like open world games and things like that where. There's a real disconnect. There's like a, too many layers of abstraction between what the character's <laughs> feeling and what you're feeling. Right. But Subnautica has that to a fuck. Like they've got that art of making you feel what the character's feeling to a T. Not just because it's first person, but because that fear is so like, it's really simple. Yeah. Well, I think in a, in addition to that, the the sort of addition of like a voiced main character as opposed to a silent main character mm-hmm. and a more sort of interactive other character as opposed to just the the computer voice is really interesting because it gives you as a player like more drive to actually do things Mm -hmm. so like i sort of thought about this before but if you you sort of if you've got like on one axis let's say you have like how open or how linear the game is none of the other axis you have how i don't know sort of like how much personality your player character is given Mm -hmm. subnautical one is definitely like it's very open and your main character is just a surrogate for you. Like, mm-hmm. they don't talk. They just sort of exist. That's, like, the Minecraft space. Yeah. On, like, the... On the opposite side of that, so, like, very linear and, like, very voiced, you've got, like, your Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. It's, like, they're, they're basically linear games, you know. They just happen to take place in a sandbox. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Not, in, not a Minecraft sandbox. Or, like, a, it's, like, a Uncharted. Sorry, better example. Yeah. Uncharted. Um, you've got your, like sort of surrogate linear games so that's like half-life yep and you're sort of given this presentation of like you still want to do what gordon would do 
but because of the you linearity. Have options. But you kind of, yeah, you have your own it's options. It's a bit like uh, Dead Space has a lot of that. Yeah. 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 Whereas this is, it's, it's very open, but your character is given a lot of sort of personality and like desires that aren't necessarily your own desires, but because of the nature of playing a game that has a player character that is given a personality that isn't your personality mm-hmm. through like a silent character you you kind of get more drive or at least i did i got more drive to actually do things that they talked about as did i so I like when what they were going to talk about next yeah so when when she mentioned like oh we found some place in the in the twisty bridges and they give you zero they give you that's all they give you just like twisty bridges <laughs> so hard to find I f- oh, like I found it and I sort of went like, oh, this place is kind of twisty. Like maybe this is Twisty Bridges. And then I went down and sort of went like, oh, this is a, this is a, um, this is an alien sculpture. Like maybe this is the area. And I actually, I actually went and built the, um, the pipe, the air pump and a bunch of pipes. Cause I was like, I, I was like, this is really deep down. Cause she would mine do was at like 250. Yeah, yeah. It was like, mine was at like 250 depth. Yeah. And so I, I built this like line of pipes down because like that's what she would do. And I was like, I was like, I'm driven to do this one specific thing. Whereas if I was playing the first Subnautica, I would get caught up in like wanting to progress my own goals, which is usually just like, like get as far through the tech tree as get possible. Get this like, upgrade or get this upgrade, build a base. Like I found a bunch of like abandoned bases. My brain was like, oh, I'm going to build a new base here. But as soon as it was like, here's a thing that. Uh, Robin wants to do. I was like, I want to fucking do that. It, 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 and it's interesting too because they somehow align the two of those things. So there's a base that you find in this one that's where like the guy who you're chasing was, and it's like completely blown out, like underwater, completely like ruined. Mm. Um, and you go in and you pick up his PDA, and then I, I think was, I found a different base because mine wasn't destroyed. There's a handful. There's yeah. a few. There's I one. Of, there's there's, there's one a lot of water. like just platforms everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because like I think with the base game, one of the things that worked really well is for a long time. You don't really realize that anyone else has been there. Yeah. Like, you kind of go through a you lot of- it's the, just you. Like, yeah. a, a, like, at least the first 20 hours of the game being like, it's just me trying to salvage from the ship. And there's yeah. a there's a moment in that game where the, the, the penny drops where- you, And it's, it's, it's in one, like, a warper's lair where there's tons of warpers and shit. And there's one base from, like, 50 years ago. <laughs> and you go up to- Like, when I saw that, I went- Like, what? That was like an oh shit moment. Yeah, whereas for me, like, seeing the bases, I was, I was kind of expecting it because the narrative- yeah. built me up to that and especially like the original research and, place and you're also you and that start of that game like you start at the research station you're looking for adam yeah and you find him his pda like all that yeah. stuff like it, like it's part of the narrative instead of like there's there's Being a discovery this, yeah. element that's lost in that but there's also a motivation that as a player you like you you kind of go yeah yeah yeah, it's a base but really i'm trying to find this dude yeah to see what happens next not Oh, there's a base. I wonder what I. I wonder what like blueprints I can get from it. It's mm. a very different kind of. You're right. It's a very different motivation, and I wonder if like, I wonder if a lot of people that love the original game might not be too hot on that. Yeah. Well, and then another like big difference between this and the first Subnautica is that. So when again when Subnautica first came out, which is when I put most of my hours into it, the game was most the game was pretty much underwater. Like it was an underwater game. That was like the thing, and only. Only after after a few updates was the the island area added, just like if you go yep. to a certain place because the map is kind of static. Um, only like after a while was that added, and then only like further later was all of the outdoorsy precursor shit added. That was super late. Yeah. So like a long for a lot of the game there was no land. Yeah. And so you would, whereas, you would often build bases close to the surface so you could stand on them. Yeah. And feel a bit safe. Yeah. Whereas in this yeah. game they start you out on land. 
And it's and it, even like the HUD yeah. still has the depth thing at the top, which they're probably just going to remove for the first until you jump into the water first time because it's a bit weird. But it it's it's a different like there. I guess part of it is just like well, we've figured out land from the first game. Well, also it's so a it makes, sequel. Like, yeah, it, so it makes more sense yeah. to start you out on land. But it's it's a different. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a totally it's different. totally different. Yeah. Where in the first Subnautica, you know, the opening is. You're in an escape pod. You get knocked out by, which is the best part of the game. It's it's terrifying in VR. I might add, seeing that thing bounce around and slap you. In the I'd face. rather die. Yeah, no, I'd, I would rather. I'd die rather as well. play. Death it feels like VR. dying. It feels a bit like dying. Yeah. Um, might see if this game works in VR. I don't think it does it yet. Probably I doesn't. I don't think it has a VR. Version. That's always the last thing. They yeah. Do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, and then you like you're in the water, and the game Whereas, starts, and the game starts. Whereas this is like. You literally just get out of bed, stretch your arms, realize, oh, I'm not white, and then you talk. You're like, oh, I'm not fem- I'm not male either. <laughs> wow. I okay. At the shadow this when is the first. I looked at the shadow when I went. You saw the. You I'm saw the. You saw the, I saw ponytail. the ponytail and the tits, and I was, I was like, like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Sure. But a lot of people are not happy about that. Um, I mean, but... they've done it well. Like the the relationship that you have. Also, the voice acting is incredible, and the relationship that you have with the your sister. sister is really well yeah. formed, and. I've seen people be like, oh, the dialogue's kind of corny and like not realistic, no. but it's like, nah, like I like, that's so how- Laura's one of triplets yep. and they, that's, that's how they talk. How they talk. That's you how know, they talk. Yeah. they're very and- snarky and very affectionate. Like that's some- how sister, it's almost, it's almost like this game gives you an experience that you wouldn't otherwise have as a straight white male. Wow. Imagine that. that. <laughs> Would you guys think maybe we could expand your horizon? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's interesting to like, I mean, cause obviously I'm a big fan of, um, you know, Firewatch is one of our favorite games of all yeah. time because it just nails all of those, the, the kind of alignment of all those elements, the discovery, the intrigue, the voice acting, all that stuff. And this game gave me some serious Firewatch vibes at the start. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of weird because the original game, none of that. None of that. Yeah. And Again, I, I think it sits in that different space where you're given drive through the creation of characters and like well well like we'll see because again we've only seen like four hours of the game mm-hmm. w- reasonably well-written characters yeah and that creates a different kind of environment too when you don't have that kind of exactly. character to sort of exist vicariously through and it's interesting that they've gone kind of the same route that halo did where in the original halo game Master Chief says very little. It's mostly Cortana. Yeah. And then as the games progressed, he became more of a present character up to the fourth one, which is the only one that I recognize as being the because everything <laughs> the else after that doesn't count. Because that's when they ended the story, basically. Yeah. And everything else after that is utter nonsense. But that's when he like he takes the forefront as part of the narrative. Yeah. And it's curious to me that they've kind of done the same thing where they've gone, oh, we built these really cool systems and this really dope game. Now we've realized we have a story we want we want to tell with it. We're going to tell it now. Yeah. And that's kind of like interesting. I don't think you can do that in other mediums. Like, I don't think. Well, even just all of the, in all of the, um, like the logs that you get in your PDA about like Altera and like, especially the, like the interview logs that Robin has, for some reason she has them of like her, like classification as an employee. Also, you should read all of the documents. They're all so well written. Oh, they're so fucking good. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. Like, did you do the same thing I did where after I got, like a safe in the base. I was just like, time to read everything on my PDA. <laughs> I would read them in the fucking water. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fucking wanna, go for it. I don't want to drown. But it was like, yeah, like all of yeah, all of the documents give like so much character to the world that you're in. Like so much more than the first game. Because the first game was really just like it would give context to the stuff you've seen. So like scanning something would just be a generic this is a fish. Yeah. And like 
the thing the um aurora exploding would just be like well that sucks it's a, it exploded it's whereas, gone now idiot yeah whereas, <laughs> whereas this is like like okay you get a bit of background you also get a bit of background as to like what altera as a company is also what they do which is really unclear in the first game Cause yeah because like in the first game you're just altera was really just an excuse to have all of this advanced the technology. star trek kit yeah yeah whereas now you go whereas oh. i was like oh it's actually like a weird slightly fascist it's thing. like a mega fascist corporation <laughs> yeah, like, have you spoken to the ceo yet no <laughs> what it's, yeah it's fucking weird like this is stuff in this game we're like oh this is like this is a weird i feel like i'm just like a few steps behind you when i when I you're about playing. an hour before the end yeah. of the current yeah uh what I'm they've fine. built yeah. yeah but no you're right it, it does definitely i think i was trying to think of what even to compare it to like firewatch was obviously like an easy example but even when i was going through my research and kind of dragging up some of what makes this as interesting as the first game I kind of came back across all the old stuff. So, like, the bathophobia is obviously always going to be there with this game because, like, that fear of depth and oceans and stuff is just, like... Oh, my like- God, yeah. Well, I, I had this realization that as a as a design, it's really interesting how they've built... And this exists in Subnautica 1. This is sort of just, like, a backtrack to, like, talking about Subnautica 1. But it's we could in- probably do for hours. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting that, you know, if you think about, like, a, like a Minecraft, where it's, like, if... And so in Subnautica, you have safe biomes and then you have like very dangerous biomes. And it's interesting that like you can just swim on the surface. You can just stay on the... You are 100% safe on the surface. Mm -hmm. Nothing fuck... Unless you trigger a Leviathan, but that's a different... That happened one time. Oh, shit. I hear him. Oh, man. He's scary. He's definitely there. He is totally still here. Hello? Can you flashlight out? Yeah, wrong button. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hey, friend. So he is here. He's still here. I guess he just. As I said, luck. God. Hey, friend. It. How's it going? He. It. it We're gonna name him because he doesn't seem um, to be going anywhere. Frank. I don't know. Frank's a bit God, much. He's re- God, he's really just pushing. All right, I reckon go back now with the sea glide. It we, was in the safe shallows for a <laughs> we, long we time. We really fucked that up. But yeah. it's like you—you you don't you—you you can swim along the surface, and even this game. You know, when you go to the cargo ship, it's like 500 meters away. You pass over so many really dangerous places, yeah. but you don't, you can just go above them. Yeah. And it's interesting that, and again, this exists in the first game, that as a design, yeah, it, it really plays with that idea of just like, you don't really want to go down, but you know that's where all the resources are. So you, you kind to. of force yourself down there and you, yeah, it's like, it just plays with your fears in that way. It's really, it's really... And I only had that realization playing this game when it was like, go to this thing 500 meters away. And I'm like, but that's scary. And then I was like, wait, I can just stay on it's the surface with well, all the penguin boys. But the thing that sucks about doing that is if you duck your head below the water, oh, it's just empty blue. my God. <laughs> and that, yeah, no, when that, you swim above the water, you stay above the that, water. Yeah. I can't, I no. can't. There is... I, 100%. Yeah, no, I agree. To my heart, but like... Exactly, again, it's like you stay on the surface. You don't go below the surface. I just... It, even even talking about it, I like it was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, because it, it does... It, it, it taps into that kind of ape-brain thing that we all have where it's like... Literally everyone. The ocean is it, not yeah. where we belong no and that shit of like th- there was a moment when i was playing this where i saw my first big baddie creature which i won't spoil oh, that no. i'd never seen before and i was just fucking around i was like i need to get to that objective <laughs> i was like oh you know what i'll coast this kind of this this uh this 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 reef shelf i'll kind of coast the edge of it and then i'll duck back up no because i was like i'll get myself some titanium or whatever no. and i heard this noise i've never heard in subnautica <laughs> before and my sphincter tight <laughs> so quickly and i stopped moving like i my whole body in real life so yeah. my, my player sat still 
and I just saw this kind of shape kind of pass just outside like the light of my torch and I was like jamming one trying to put my torch away so I, I like put my torch away and all I can like see is the outline of this creature and I'm just like ah, no, I hate all of this but, uh, but I didn't want to swim up because I knew what was going up so I was like I guess I have to go beneath it and because the, the game forces you to do that we like I just because it's above me I don't want to see it mm-hmm. so I swam beneath it and I've got to say doing that in the dark with only the light of a few like kind of uh, uh, like uh, luminescent coral things yeah. in the middle of this fucking deep ocean that's freezing cold with this creature I've never seen before right above me. <laughs> like I, I've never moved so slowly in a game before where I'm like tapping up yeah. and I'm like intricate trying to get around it. And that kind of that kind of interaction with the game where like one of the cool things about Subnautica is when you know the trick about it, it doesn't matter. You you can respawn, but that's not you don't you don't thinking about that when that stuff happens. You're yeah. thinking about like. If this thing sees me, it's not even like what happens after. It's like if it sees me, I'm fucked. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was in the the twisty bridges, there's all those fish. There's those like big fish which are kind of hostile, but not really. They tend to like not bug you, but every now and then they'll like kind of attack you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like it was that kind of thing where it's just like I like I sort of figured out quite early how the AI worked because I was like okay I go close I was like they look dangerous but like you get close to them and they tend to leave you alone I was like okay in my brain I was like based on the first game they're probably that kind of like half like hostile half not hostile mm-hmm. kind of thing and then like I got attacked by one and I just fucked sham pants yeah I was just like ah knife ah! <laughs> like yeah, it, it's just like everything throughout the window like my whole like sort of understanding of how these games work because I've followed them for so long and I understand like the yeah, intellectually the you, you I was go, just like nah just yeah. knife like, just knife I know and then that- and then like from then on I like whenever I f- would swim next to them I would sort of like keep my knife on me and be like yeah, yeah. and it was and even like like the base like the the sort of gamey thing of just like you know it's a baddie so just kill it I would, f- and like this is like part of the AI that I realize is like you can sort of just if they attack you and you slash them once they kind of just f- run away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but I wasn't like, oh, that's cool AI. I was just like, yeah, that's what a fish would do. Yeah. And the, some of them, <laughs> like, you- if a shark attacks you, like you punch them in what They'd the be eye or the nose, and know. they let go and they f- like yeah. swim off. Like that's a thing that. But sharks then if you do. hang around, they go, oh, he's. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> But you're like, I'm ready this time because, like, I see you, bitch. But then like, I have a knife. But I have no tools because I have because big fish. I'm a little man, <laughs> and that's kind of the, that's like the game's big trick is that you, even though you know it's even though you know uh, the worst thing that happens is I'll die and I'll respawn. I don't even like the, that's the, the thing. Like, I don't but, know what happens when you respawn, but, and I'm terrified of it. But it's not that. <laughs> but it's, I've it's, died it's, before as I'm not a coin. You just respawn. It's the fact that you have no <laughs> tools with which to defend yourself adequately. Even when you're in a big fucking submarine in the oh, original game, just fuck you up, yeah. and you hear like and like you just can't, you your entire body like you're not you can't fight these things. Yeah, you are a tiny person in this giant alien ocean with these creatures that have been there for longer than you, and they own this place, and it creates this real sense of dread that is like not it's not even. Other games give you like existential dread where you're like, this is like a world that I'm inhabiting, and I I'm afraid for these characters or I'm afraid for this experience. Um. But Subnautica just gives you the baseline fear of, like, needing to survive in a way that other horror games have to do through, like, jump scares or, yeah. like, through there's a you, there's a big baddie following you or some weird shit happening. Whereas Subnautica does it just through, like, the very simple um, the act of tapping into to whatever it is in our eight brains that just is makes us deeply afraid of the ocean. And yeah. 
Below Zero takes that and goes, well, what if we told a really cool story at the and same then, time? And added penguins. And then also cute penguins that <clears throat> can put in your pocket. Yeah, and I think like Subnautica, Subnautica 1 and this one has done a good job of never, never going too far beyond a concept that is very... It's it's very big in Australia, and I don't know if this is like much happens much overseas, mm-hmm. but it happens in Australia a lot, especially now because we've been getting more shark attacks mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But one of the big sort of talking points around whenever someone gets attacked by a shark in Australia for whatever for whatever reason it happens, um, the there'll always be like one side of people saying like we need to cull the sharks to protect the people. But a resounding, like, population of people sort of have this idea of just like, well, no, because we're in their environment. Yeah. Like, we don't own the ocean. Like, well, I mean, I guess, like, from a diplomatic perspective, yeah, sure, we might own parts of but it. But it's their backyard. But it's, yeah, it's like these, the, like, these animals live in the ocean. So when we are surfing, when we are swimming, we are in their environment. So we have to respect that fact. And I think Subnautica does a good job of maintaining that idea where you know they don't spawn you with an assault rifle like they don't spawn you with like they give you a knife but it's a piece of shit it's a defensive weapon like people you know divers carry dive knives to defend against sharks mm-hmm. but there's still that idea of this is the shark's territory yeah, and they're not they're not like out there being like well the sharks should respect us they're gonna we respect the sharks. we respect the sharks and if we just happen to get in a situation where they attack us we're not gonna just die you know we're gonna maintain life mm-hmm. and it's it's the same kind of thing as some look at and in the first game, like, when you get, like, the prawn suit and stuff, it's like, eh, you can attach a gun to the prawn suit, kind of. And it's like, you sort of, sort of like, there's even the like stun the, gun. You can put, like, and... torpedoes. Like, there's, there are weapons that you get later on, but you... But you're, you're... not going to shoot a sand shark. You're going to shoot a Leviathan. But even then, you're probably going to miss. Like, yeah, it, cause exactly. It's, it's very unwieldy, and it's like, yeah. the, the best thing you can do is no, And again, yourself. like, uh, and this kind of ties into the Altera thing, where Altera is, at least, hopefully... They're a they're a research company, although more they, and more they seem more like a defense company. <laughs> they seem a lot like an army. Yeah, yeah. But it's, they, they but have that, that might be interesting. Like that would be a cool narrative. Well, it's just like you know, you as Robin work for this company, and again, we've seen bits of it where I guess spoiler, but it's like the first ten minutes of the game where it's like the the weird sentient alien, whatever his name is, wants to keep you in there because he knows that if you escape with knowledge of this place, mm-hmm. more people will come. His name is Alan. Alan. Well, it's Alan. Alan. It's Alan, but it's a very um. There's a good fun joke in that. That's really good. It's a very like Avatar thing. Yeah, Avatar? it is Avatar. Yeah, you think of Jim Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Jim Cameron's yeah. Avatar. Um, yeah, it's but no, you're right. I mean, that the tension between you being the small dude with very uncom like cumbersome kind of not very helpful tools to fight against these creatures. The best thing you can do, but is like fight. you're not meant to fight. Like you're meant to. You meant to exist e- and evade in this space. And we meant evade. to survive. Yeah, and. If you Which think of, that's like what most fish would be doing in general, yeah. and and that's that. But that the interesting thing is that's also the genre of the game. So it's that again that lack of abstraction that makes yeah. it so immediately accessible. Like I could, I could give this game to like my mother in VR and be like, play this game, and she would immediately get it and be like, oh, yeah. I understand why this is the cool. first one or this one because while like below zero drives you to do certain things, whereas the first one is just you're in a survival situation quite evidently given that you've crash landed mm-hmm. on this planet so you're like i just have to not die and they both yeah they both serve kind of different purposes different. with the same set of mechanics which just one just has a layer of narrative over it well i th- I, I think to kind of try and wrap it up because I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, my head's like I, I think i can do it like i the first game gives you all of this stuff and challenges you to motivate yourself to go deeper yeah and that 
was one of the things that you talked about in our original episode with Subnautica. Yeah. That you I just, went, you want to go. There's almost a thing where like, you, at the same time, you don't want to, but you're you have like, to like, I force yourself to. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, 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 I can do it. And so like, you sp- I, I spent like- f- the, And the, like, the resource scarcity forces you as well. Yeah. Well, you spend like four hours fucking around in the shallows being like, yeah. I've got all these mushrooms. And you go, okay, fine. Like, actually, fine, I, need, fine. I need gold. And then you yeah. go further and then you build a base. And you're like, okay, I'm going to- And you kind of psych yourself up. Yeah. Whereas this one, you're like, well, Robin you needs this. get used to the temperature of the water. <laughs> yeah. You acclimatize. Yeah. And you're like, Robin needs this to happen. I'm going to make it happen. It's still terrifying, but there's a and I think I think it's actually a bit easier. There's there's definitely more resources in this game. They've balanced it slightly differently. I think it's because they haven't. It's easier to get well, quartz. Also, it's easy to get. They haven't developed the deep stuff yet. It's just right. still the shallows. Yeah. So there's only one deep area, and it's really unfinished. Yeah. And there's not like you can tell that like not, all of the early stuff to get you over the hurdle of yeah. okay, I'm gonna which do which is really smart to make really that smart easier, to yeah. make the early narrative stuff easy to get into, so that when they do ramp up the difficulty later on, you're actually driven. There's an external drive to... And you're more invested in going deeper. Yeah. Which, again, like, it's it's about... Which might make people go into the deep without being fully prepared, which is just a grand odd time. Yeah, which I'm excited about. Like, I'm excited to see people... Lose I, their fucking yeah. minds. Also, yeah. just see where this goes, because there's a, there's a point where this game is developed to currently where there's three big deep zones that just end in nothing because they haven't finished making yeah. the rest of it. Well, the same thing happened in Subnautica But the ideas... In the lead up to those deep areas are so fucking different from the main game that I'm super excited to see. Even like the do. early biomes are so interesting. Like yeah. twist, twisty bridges is fucking twisty sick. Is I nuts. love it. Um, it's so cool. If they could stop with the ice sheets above you, that'd be fine. <laughs> There's a sequence where they force you to go through a really long section. Right. Um, toward the end of you know what I'm gonna they get built. My, you know I'm gonna get my pipes. And I well I should have instead I had a panic attack. <laughs> um, no, it, again it's just a if you haven't played the base game. I'm probably going to go back and play it now because, like, now it's just right, oh, it's yeah. all I'm thinking about. Um, literally playing the demo, I was like, I should reinstall Subnautica. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should do that. Um, yeah, it's it's just... Apparently they've fixed a lot of the issues with the VR version, so I might go back in VR. They apparently they fixed a lot of it. I mean... I bought, I've bought, like, a VR headset for my desktop that mm-hmm. isn't attached to the Rift stuff, so I might... So it's a bit yeah, easier for me. Out. I might check yeah. out the VR stuff. I mean, I'd rather die than play the VR, but yeah. that's a good idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll report sh- back. Yeah, for sure, check it out. If, if you don't see Ben again, you know what happens. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a game that perfectly captures such a primal fear, and I think in any media, if you can tap into an emotion that's just that raw and convey it with such a lack of abstraction, you're onto a winning idea in any genre. doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing. Um but it's that time of the week, Ben. Do you have any uh, recommendations for what people should check out? I've been playing Super Mar- uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Yeah, on the Game on Boy the Game Advance. Boy Va- that's not a recommendation. It's like a 2002 game. It's a great game. I recommend playing Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I love it's it. Just, uh, it's just a good one. That's a, again, it's a, a weird good one childhood game. Yeah. It's um, my recommendation. Game Boy Advance games. I've been, uh, I've just, I've just started Night Flyers, which is a sci-fi series on Netflix. And it's so fucking, it's like a thriller. Adam put me onto it. It is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Highly recommend it. It's like Firefly meets um, like The Great Expanse meets like a Stephen King horror thing. It's nice. fucking crazy. Highly recommend checking it out. We're probably going to do an episode on it when Adam and I finished it. But man, like it's really fucking good. Uh, next week, we're talking about 500 Days of Summer. 500. You were going to start doing the, I was, the I was about to say Facebook. Um, next week, we're doing 500 <laughs> Days of Summer because it's the 10 year anniversary. So we're going to be recovering that. Our most popular topic that we've ever done. Yeah. So excited to see. Rewatch that film. I'm keen to watch it again. Keen to watch it again. See if I still it's kind of vibe like with it. it you know. Yeah. Um, 
So make sure you watch that before next week if you want to check that out. Week after, we're doing Ashen, which is the kind of Dark Souls clone that came out at the end of last year. It's a so a lot of hand rubbing. Yeah, get excited for that. Coming up. There's a lot of re- we're doing a lot of really fun stuff yeah. soon. I'm very excited. Then you know after that we're getting into the beginning of the year and then April's uh, end game and then oh sorry April's uh oh, sorry March is fucking Captain Marvel Captain then Marvel, April's then end, end game. game. So yeah, it's we're getting into some good stuff this year. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye out if you're a Patreon. No wait, fuck, I, I fucked up the order. I was ready to do my plugs. Ben, where can people Facebook find us? at DCM Works YouTube YouTube.com Twitter. So- Sorry, continue. YouTube.com <laughs> slash DC. You gotta wait for my Twi- intonation. Twitter. At DCM underscore Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. Um, yeah, if you want to vote and suggest stuff we should cover, we do an update each month where you can post things as well. Um, our book club podcast will have gone up just before this if you want to check that out. Uh, you can suggest books that Laura and I should read. You can tell us topics to cover on the podcast, all kinds of different things. We just recorded the next episode of Interface, oh. and it's a really good one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that as well. Uh, subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get access to all of our back content. We view it as more of like a subscription service than like a donation thing. You get a bunch of content and help support us at the same time. You can so. probably watch it all in a month maybe well, i don't think you can i don't think so i think you didn't sleep in hindsight yeah, what? i don't think you didn't sleep um otherwise if you are a patreon you can get a discount on my book which you can buy at maynardtrick.com um if you're a podcast listener afa pod gets you a discount at checkout i think it's 15 percent. i can't remember and if you're not um if you're not just buy it anyway just buy it anyway it's a good one. if you have read it leave a review on goodreads it does help us out um otherwise uh if you want to follow us individually i'm at dc my hate pie i'm at literal citrus I'll see you guys next week and if you're watching live post shows coming up Right after these messages. This piss break. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>